That yellow Lambo outside, but when I trapped in the sun, that green Ferrari sitting outside when I couldn't make bun. I gave the plug to my nigga, I gave the gain to my sons. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Kirving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. Diddy Penderass, now a.k.a. Scheme and A. Smith. And on the line, practicing social distancing as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. A.K.A. your favorite little shit talker. A.K.A. that bundled up badass. A.K.A. quarantine. A.K.A. let's pray for this next menstrual cycle, saints. Let's keep it lifted up in prayer. Okay? A.K.A. that little baby who probably needs a plan B. Calvin, how are you? We wouldn't have to keep your menstrual cycle lifted up in prayer if your legs weren't lifted up, friend. But you know. To the moon. Um, (laughs) To the moon. You, 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 listen, I'm, I'm tired. And the reason why I'm tired is one of my favorite phrases okay. is adding during a pandemic to anything that's going on right now, because it adds a little extra oomph. You feel me? All right. So, and it's just work has the nerve, the, the unmitigated gall, the audacity, the, tomato, the, the audacity. To like stress me out during the middle of a pandemic. Y'all won't and act like this during a pandemic. <laughs> and so I'm here. I'm I'm up in the studio with my Jameson because it's been that type of day. Yikes, friend! I am so sorry. It's been that. It's been that day. Um, you know what? I might take a shot you? with you. <laughs> you know what? This week is not as bad as previous weeks have been um like i said things for me are starting to calm the fuck down which is great um i mean i practiced some unhealthy coping mechanisms i sure did but obviously um took a plan b a couple days too late so we just we're gonna wing it figure out how it goes you know you would be the one to get pregnant in the middle of a pandemic yeah it was literally like on my senior year, the superlative for most likely to get pregnant during a pandemic. It was your girl. For sure. I, I want so much better for you. And I, yeah, it would be I me. just want, I just want you to want better for yourself too. You know what? Getting nutted in is a form of self-care. Getting pregnant is not. <laughs> And it's and, it's not even my fault. That nigga hard headed as fuck. I said nut in me. I didn't say shit about pregnancy, dog. I ain't say nothing about kids. I ain't say none of that shit. I said nut in me. Not get me pregnant, bro. Like that's his hard headed ass. He gonna be enjoy being a single father because I'm not raising. I will not. Um. Oh, see, because and it be and, and it would be his first child. He's gonna enjoy this shit. Oh my god, I can't wait to be a deadbeat. I can't fucking wait. See, I have a plentiful question. I have a plethora of questions, if you you will. I'm listening. One, one, if you enjoy 
it, it, like you said, if the words nutty, getting nutted is self-care, an experience I will never, ex- you know, I will never experience. You that. never nutted in somebody, Calvin? I've never gotten nutted in. That's the point. Oh, so okay. I can't. Okay. I but can't, you've gotten nutted yeah, on, right? Listen, we're not, this is not about me. This is about you and your plan B being plan A. Let's focus. Okay. Let's focus here. The plan A and I the just, plan B are single fatherhood. Like, he's going to enjoy that shit. And he's good with kids. Like He works with kids. But, but like, he'll be great but, at it. But, like, I know, I know that condoms are a cuss word in our circle. But, like, never heard of the girl. Is it? Never heard of the girl. Do you know what the side effects of birth control are? Like, do you know what the side effects of plan B is? Yes. Bro, dizziness, nausea. You might as well be pregnant, dog. Body, so like, attitude change. Bro, like, I'm telling you, plan B is just like birth control. Well, no, not just like, but like. <laughs> but one of them is very, like, there are side effects with everything, but plan B can't be plan A because then you just should get on birth control. Yeah, and I my, took that you, shit. Like, you know, you have like technically like 72 hours, technically like 72 hours to take that shit. I heard some places five days to take a plan B and I'm just like, eh, we go roll the dice. So, and it was one of those things where I meant to take it directly the morning after and I got a phone call and got completely caught up in my day. So then I realized, like, two days later, like, bro, you didn't take that plan B, bro. Like, you actually need to go buy plan B. So I'm like, oh, I'll go get it after work. And on day three, it's like five o'clock at the end of day three, basically. And I'm like, oh, bitch, let's go take this. <laughs> let's go take this fucking plan B and stop playing. So it was literally one of those. Like, I just forgot to take it. Just know, if your dumb ass get pregnant by his dumb ass, I'm coming jokes the entire pregnancy. You're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. I don't expect you to come any different, I'm, Godfather. I'm, I'm, I expect listen. you. You and beloved are the god godparents of this year. No, child. the fuck we're not. God, no, the godparents. No, the fuck we're not because we told you stop. Oh, absolutely. How are we the godparents when we told you stop doing this dumb ass shit months ago? Yeah, y'all told me, not him. Uh, like y'all know me. I'm hard headed. I wasn't going to listen to that shit. <sighs> Alex. Y'all should have told him. Y'all don't have the same conversations with me that y'all have with him. Um, y'all expect me to have sense, and I don't know why y'all keep falling for that dumbass shit. Y'all be really expect like holding out for me to get common sense. Hell nah, he's the logical one in the relationship. Not me. Cuss him out. What relationship? You know what? Good point. <laughs> like, I didn't. Because I'm going to get pregnant and continue to still, like, he's going to get me pregnant and continue to still be a hub, which is well within his rights. I'm not asking him to marry me. I'm asking him to take care of his child. I, we did not plan for this to start off like this. And, and my blood pressure to continue to rise as you and that nigga continue to be stone cold idiots. I, you know what? Idiot is strong. That's strong. You know what else is strong? A Idiot baby. is very strong. Yeah, but, like, we'll figure that out later. We're talking about the what-ifs right now, Calvin. Like, let's stay focused. It's not even... We don't even know yet. We'll find out. Soon enough. One of these days. I can't want... I can't want better for you than you want for yourself. Right. And I'm not saying this is... Listen, friend, I appreciate the continued support of you and Beloved. 
Y'all are gonna be amazing guys. We're not claiming we're not claiming that kid. Fuck out of here. No. Yes, you will. Yeah, we'll claim this baby. Absolutely. Absolutely not. What's funny is that I want you to claim a baby that I won't. That is funny as fuck. <laughs> like you, my, listen, we are not going to reward your actions with godparentism. The fuck? No. The hell? Man, don't talk to you. You, know have a, you have that. You have that baby at this time. Don't talk to me to the kid turn five. <laughs> okay, Galvin. That's fair though. That's fair. The only reason why you babysit kiddo is because he can tell you his needs. Exactly. If kiddo was like. If kiddo was still in diapers and needed like actual care and maintenance, and like you had to actually pay attention to that nigga, he you would not ki- um, keep him as much as you do. No, fuck no. I ain't it, signed up for babies. No. Nigga, I signed. I signed up for children. I signed up for. Ch- oh shit! I'm sorry, guys. I'm pretty sure y'all heard that I, shit. Things around me just decided to drop. Wow. Just, just, mm, just like them eggs. Um. You better pray this fucking egg. You better pray. Me- Pray this don't stick to the line. Listen, y'all better pray. You better pray, nigga, because that kid ain't got shit to do with me. You hear me? It's fine. I never. I get pregnant. It is definitely gonna turn into a group project. Because what the fuck? Never knew the girl, and I'm gonna be that nigga in the group that never responds to any of the emails. (laughs) Hey, Alex. You know, Calvin is literally gonna look like Amanda Seals' house on episode two. Yeah, I'm telling you. Is Kelly gonna be trying to breastfeed? It's one. I'm telling y'all something. Y'all gonna end up be raising that fucking kid. So Who is y'all? Keep my menstrual cycle lifted in prayer. I'm not doing shit. We've established this. That is y'all responsibility. That's really the fuck. That's really fucked up. That's really <laughs> fucked up. We can move on, friend. We're not gonna keep all that negative. It's fine. It's fine. You ready to get into this COVID update? Yeah, nigga, because you wilding. How you wilding in the middle of a pandemic? Moving on. So, speaking of wilding, so, um, across, you across the country, um, people have started, uh, governments, state governments have started to kind of ease some of the restrictions of the social distancing, the quarantine that have been put in place right. since mid-March for a lot of areas, um, wherever opening some retail shops back up, they're allowing some nail salons barbershops, wax appointment ladies to open back up. Just, you know, with the idea is to continue to social distance during this time frame. But, you know, they, basically the government broke and the government can't afford to continue to pay us to not do shit. So they was like, look, go out, go out there and get your money, baby. Like, that, go. <laughs> Daddy said go and hustle. Because again, the government Gone hustle girl. Again, the government is pretty much the pimps and we are the hoes in this situation. So. Oh yeah, for sure. But if you didn't know that going into this, you're already behind. So. So in the first opening, they allowed outdoor dining. So basically they're like, you can eat as long as it's in a patio format. Um, you know, right. they're in Cincinnati, for example, they're, clo- they're like closing off lanes. To certain streets to be able to allow people to kind of extend their patio dining, um, and see, I ain't been outside yet. I don't want to. Oh know. no, I, I've listen, been outside. I have not stepped foot into a restaurant to sit down because I'm not going. Because to. the fucked up thing is, like, with the way these they're opening, isn't necessarily consistent with science, right? Like, 
I get these coronavirus briefings updates every day because I had to kind of minimize my access to these shitty ass news to like one yeah. nonpartisan point of view. Otherwise, you you you'll you'll depress yourself, and so. This, oh yeah, I encourage so, that. I stopped watching the news a long time ago. Hit me with the point, and let me keep it pushing because anything more than that is overwhelming, dog. It literally, like, you'll drive yourself crazy trying to keep up with all the things that you can and cannot do because it's inconsistent and it changes every day. So it's hard to be like, okay, this is the plan for the next couple months. You don't have that. Everything is so touch, like, touching. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot that we don't know. So they're currently, they're in the first, uh, first steps of getting a vaccine. And the vaccine generally, in order for it to be effective, takes three to five years for trying to fast. So. A, a vaccine during normal non-pandemic times takes three to five years to develop because they have to run so many yep. tests. They have to make sure the side effects aren't worse than what they're treating you, so on and so forth. So the fact that this 12 to 18 month timeline is like the fast track version. They're like, they're cutting corners or skipping redundancies because they want to make, they're trying to get this out in the market as quick as possible. So, and right. we are in the, early stages of that like they they have done a test on like eight people to just see if like it's even a possibility type shit so you know i will be at the end of the line for that vaccine you know what's crazy i've never gotten a flu shot call me what you want i hear it already and i'm not one of these anti-vaxxer people right right i've never gotten a flu shot i'm not i'm not a, i listen vaccinate your fucking kid okay but like this is one of those things I'm going to be extremely slow to do, too, because, A, it's not tested correctly. It's not tested properly at all. They're fast-tracking, meaning that there are steps that they're skipping. And listen, in the next couple of years, I don't want to be a part of the, the I don't want to be sitting in front of my TV, minding my business, and getting that quiet-ass mesothelioma-style commercial. If you have a loved one took the COVID vaccine back here in, 19, in 2020, we have a settlement check for you. I don't want that to be my story, dog. And so, so I'm slow as shit when it comes to stuff. It, like this. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I'm kind of similar to you in that aspect. What I will say is, so all of the science, right, is kind of saying that we have not, re- we have not even really seen the true flattening of the curve in a lot of places that are opening. Uh, you haven't heard, like I said before, you haven't heard the word apex. Or flattening of the curve in weeks. And so, and a, lot, and a lot of it is, again, we bring it back to testing. And the fact that we are, because we don't have mass testing, um, we won't know the true numbers until like two weeks after. So, because we don't have mass testing, right, we have to only test people who are showing symptoms. And we're like, showing pretty severe right. symptoms. So, it's like, it's kind of like damn, that person probably got coronavirus, but let's test to make sure. Versus, like, you could be, you know, asymptomatic. We'll test you one way. So, so that's the first thing. So because of that, the numbers generally have, like, a two-week lag. So, like, and so when we see niggas wilding, like they were in Columbus, Ohio, at Standard Hall, and I say niggas, but it's really white people. All the black people are really staying inside. It was white I see, Listen, if you're familiar with Short North in Columbus, you understand that that's not where the niggers go. <laughs> our bar is still closed because the niggas running our bar have sent. These black <laughs> establishments are still closed because the niggers running the shit have sent. And I will say this, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
So they open up some restaurants. And again, Ohio doesn't have an ordinance differentiating between bars and restaurants. So pretty much if you serve food, you're a restaurant. So you, you're able to open with outside dining um, starting last Friday. And, you know. D.C. Atlanta. You know, Atlanta. Same way in Atlanta, same way in parts of Texas, Florida, et cetera, et cetera. So they open. And not only are niggas not social distancing at all, not only there is like a single solitary mask, but niggas are packed in that bitch <laughs> like sardines. And I'm like, packed. Like, just not giving a fuck. And trust me, some of you niggas in Columbus, I ain't gonna snitch, but I, I done seen some IG stories of house parties with strippers. Y'all niggas not low. I had to, had to, had to hit some niggas up like, bro, you, this is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you know what? I saw something on Twitter and it made me, I got a hearty cackle out of it. They said, it's like when a teacher is like, I need quiet time for 30 minutes and the niggas can go outside and everybody's quiet, but you got Georgia and Florida in the back of the classroom. Wow. This is the equivalent to that. <laughs> and I, what I say, I got a hearty cackle from that shit. Listen, and it's like, so the frustration, because they're all, this is a testament of the frustration, right? It's like, not only are people, you know, they're, prote- they're protesting because you can tell which, which people have never been oppressed a day in their life. Like, any minor inconvenience to them is equivalent to, like, oppression. Like, being told you can't go somewhere, being told you have to go somewhere and move smart. This is a black American experience. Like, I'm used to people telling me, like, hey, be careful when you go outside. I'm used to people telling me, like, hey. You know what I'm saying? Monitor to your business. I'm used to people saying, like, you know, you, right. you know and the privilege of it is not the selfishness, the selfishness of it. You know, it's not surprising. It's disappointing. When I say it's like, just because you have gotten annoyed with COVID-19 or you're frustrated doesn't mean that the shit's going away. We, I'm looking... Thank I'm you. looking at all the statistics, and there's still a lot that we don't know. There's still a lot of like, okay, people are people. Some people are even having COVID nineteen parties where we kind of try to link up to get coronavirus on purpose in order to build up like their immunity, their herd immunity, which is stupid. Which is not how that. Which is stupid works, in a guys. long, a lot of ways. It's stupid for a fact because it could kill you. This is not like chicken pox. This is not one of those chicken pox parties where you try to get everyone to have chicken pox so that way everyone can be immune to the shit. This is not that. This is this has a, a, a deadly rate, a death rate of three times higher than the common flu. Secondly, Rich. there's no conclusive evidence that you can't get sick with this shit twice. Like, we still don't know. If, right. if you can get sick with it, we still don't know if you have the antibodies that automatically protect you or if they only protect you for a certain amount of time. There's a lot we don't know. So if you're going off of a pure science of this, you have to understand that, like, scientifically, this shit ain't sweet. <laughs> but what I will say is, right. it's blatant how as soon as we realize that this disp- disproportionately affects poor in black and brown communities that everyone kind of just collectively said, oh, well, fuck it. We got to get the economy back rolling. Because niggas don't care. Niggas don't, they don't care about niggas, and niggas have never been the forefront of their mind. So, 
It's disheartening. I mean, and I hate to say it, but it gets, it, like I said, like it gets exhausting constantly knowing what you're up, knowing that for a fact that like, okay, if COVID is affecting everybody, it's affecting black people 10 times worse, black people and minorities 10 times worse. You know what I mean? And it kind of like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I know, like, okay, I get it. And not to brush it underneath the rug, not to make it seem like it's not important, but it definitely gets exhausting knowing that it's your reality and then still being made to be like, if I don't want to talk about my reality constantly, then I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like you get it. Like oppression fatigue is a fucking thing. It's just so you get, and it's almost yeah. I will say this, and I will just say, like for anyone who listens to us, if you like, if you're thinking about like breaking social distancing, just don't. I mean, I would. I. I would. I mean, for us. I know, but we, I'm probably going to be a wave behind everyone else. Like, look, just my barber ain't even open yet because he, my barber is in Kentucky. My, Kentucky's my opening shit to like to 25th. So like, I'm still out here looking terrible, but that's, that's yeah. pretty much it. I mean, I don't, I'm, I just think I'm that not pressed. Be smart. I'm not pressed to go sit in a restaurant. I'm not pressed to go in a bar. I think that's, I think that's my privilege. Cause I'm like, I don't give a fuck that much. And we're talking, and you're talking to two of the most social niggas there is. I don't give a fuck that much to like put my life in, in, in risk. I'm not pressed to go be out. Right. I'm not that pressed to be that scene. You know what I'm saying? I'm not pressed. Do I miss outside? Absolutely dog. I'm an extrovert and I'm proud of that shit. And being extroverted means that there is a lot of outside time that I need in order to thrive and feel normal. That's a pro- that's a personality trait. What's not a personality trait is being so much of an extrovert that I'm willing to risk myself, my office, the people that I have to see after I leave this club or bar. I have to see my child. He wasn't in that bar. He doesn't deserve to be affected because I might get COVID. You know what I'm saying? My coworkers, they don't have to be, they shouldn't be uh, potentially exposed because I need to go grab a drink. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that I can't do in this bar that I can't do for my port. And it's really just the reality. I think people don't like, again, just because you're tired of COVID doesn't mean that it's over. And it's okay to be tired, but you need to find other ways to protect yourself and the people around you. And that doesn't necessarily mean going outside. That that definitely means, or if you are going to go outside, you don't have to gather. You don't have to go in groups of big ass fucking groups of six and seven people. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go out, be productive, be social, but also like find what you can do. And I think that's the that's that's the point I'm getting at. People are so fixated on what you can't do due to COVID that you're forgetting that you still have options to live a very normal life. It's just normal within these boundaries. And I would like, for example. We miss the studio a lot. Like it's it's one of those things. Oh my god! But it's like it's not safe, and we can't. Okay, maybe it's it's personal for me because I haven't seen my mom in like two months for real. For real. I've seen my mom for like yeah, like a part. You know what I mean? Like just because I've been able to cover right. just because we. I, she, neither one of us would be okay if we got the ever person sick. You know what I mean? Like neither one of us will forgive the other. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Not necessarily risking it, um, and it's just one of those things where it's like it's really not worth the risk, dog. And that's just what it boils down to. Loving your mom means staying away from her, which means keeping her safe. 
The painful part is not having access to you. And But when I think about it, because my dad, like your mom and my dad are in the same boat. My dad, and actually my mom is also in the same boat. My mom is a breast cancer survivor. Her immune system will never be the same, ever be the same. They, I, we both live with people, I mean, not live, but we both have parents who cannot, literally, not figuratively, cannot afford to get sick. Because, you know, seeing me puts them directly at risk. So, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to be distant. And it sucks because FaceTime calls do not survive. And it's like, they just sometimes, they don't get and it. And, you need yeah, a hug. And it's like, if I can't, it's, so again, we talk about like the kid in the classroom scenario. This, how, here's how I feel. Right. I feel like if I'm the kid that's like keeping his head down, doing his work, minding his business, being a quote, good student, quote unquote, and like it's like half the class is wilding right now, and I'm just like, and but it's also like the teacher ain't doing shit about it. Like I know it's wrong to like act out, but she's not really admonishing punishment. She's not really like, like hey, stop that. Right. So it's like, am I tripping? Like we're going to get to a we're going to get to a point where we start peer pressuring for people who are still social distancing. Like, oh, come on, come out! Like, bro, everyone else is out here. Where, oh, for where sure. are you at, nigga? I'm in the house, and the way you niggas are acting, you ain't gonna see me until my birthday, which is in December. Like, I'm not. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Cincinnati music. I'm not. Cincinnati pressed. music fest finally gave up the ghost and and rescheduled for 2021 because they. And it's like, nigga, we knew that, but y'all aunties didn't, because they was definitely still trying to buy that linen. Because my parents, what's funny is, my parents have been the older population, like the major- the minority in the elder population, where they just like, bro, they've taken every necessary precaution. They didn't try to pray the disease away. Like, my parents have been in the house as hell. They have taken this extremely serious. To the point where they already have like, tried to resell their tickets. They've been trying to resell their Jazz Fest tickets. Since we got put in restrictions back in March. I think the tickets went on sale late February. They did. Because the headliner was Janet. Yeah, the headliner was Janet fucking Jackson. I have tickets to the Jazz Fest. Like, we was in there, in there. So the fact that, like, even my older parents are just like, dog, we need to take this serious. And seeing people my age blow it off pisses me off. It's, it's, like, it's, it's frustration. It's like, and it's, and it's like, I mean, I will say the majority of black people I know and the majority, the majority I've seen have been kind of minding their business. It's really the whites that are out here because the whites aren't used to being told no. You can tell in this pandemic who's used to being told no and who's not because the niggas who've, the niggas oh, who've been sure. told no, yeah, this sucks. I can't go outside for real, like outside of dangerous. Like I have to, but it's whatever. Like I have strict parents, whatever. Cool. Like I'm used to being not getting my way. But for most people who, Oppression, right. you know, if you don't get your way and you always usually get your way, it looks like oppression because like, how dare you tell me no? I've never heard that before. It's like it's like dealing with a spoiled girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, damn, what the fuck do you mean no? What the fuck do you mean I can't go outside? And you're just like, baby, this is reasonable. And they're like, reasonable to who? And, but except instead of a spoiled girlfriend, it's like half the country, it's, it's, it's a lot. Or, you know what, also, while we're on the topic, and I'm going to make this quick because I don't want to make this episode about white women, but watching viral videos, like these videos of white women losing their fucking shit, and then people be like, oh my God, I'm so surprised white people are acting like this, or white women are acting like this, and I'm like, you are? Like, there have been a gaggle of videos going viral of white women being violently aggressive 
to customer service workers. And I just want to say to the people that have the nerve to be shocked and awed, my nigga, you've never worked in customer service if you haven't been cussed out by a white woman. Like you have not worked I'm, in I'm, I'm, if a white woman I'm has not given sure, you her ass. I'm pretty sure there's like a Girl Scout badge involving that. Like it's like you, you got yes. you got your entrepreneurship badge, you got your community service badge, you got your cussed out by a white woman badge. Like I'm pretty sure it's like it's all you get you get. It's literally a you have not been in customer service if a white woman has not told you to kiss. And her it's over, over I admit it. Over over something very trivial too. It's not like some serious. Like, why oh, won't tell you kiss our ass over the fact that her coupons expired? It's like, fam, this expired in twenty eighteen, bitch. What the fuck do you want me to do with this? I don't care. You came in this bitch. I don't why? care. I said it was gonna get twenty percent off. Give me twenty percent off, ma'am. This this coupon ain't even real. It's real to me. Damn it. Give me your manager, bitch. I am the manager. What's up? <laughs> like, what's up? Oh, yeah. I love playing that big homie card. That is actually my favorite big homie card is I am the man. Why I want to speak to who's over you? Ain't nobody else here, bitch. It's me or bust. It's me or bust. So, like... What you got going like, on over there? So, I just hear mad... Nigga, I... I have mad noise. What is wrong? My bad, man. Listen, the one thing about me is that in order to talk to me, my hands have... So right now, what y'all hear is me tightening my sewing because it's been in for a couple weeks now and it's getting a little loose because my hair is growing. So yeah, I figured what better time than to tighten my sewing than when I got two hours I need to kill on the phone. Works for me. It's the equivalent to caking up with somebody and like sweeping the roof. Yeah, I ain't never slept late on your back while you caking and slept the roof. Well, what would you have done if I had a kiss you? Well, a couple things. Like, couple yeah. things. Hey, I'm thankful that they don't record my cakes and phone calls because I'd be a hot ass mess. Listen, I listen. One thing I realized, but like, it's okay to cringe at your past because it means you've grown as a person. Because, like, the ghost of DMs passed and text messages passed and like old flames passed. Like, I'd be like, ew, like, what was wrong with you? Like, why? <laughs> I am so glad. Thank God for growth. The majority of my old. Listen, the majority of my old work is on Facebook. I'm never on fucking Facebook. So they like I'll drop a picture just so niggas know I'm not dead. But like, honestly, in the old work DMs every time they DM me every single fucking time. And it's like, bro, I did not want you then. I do not want you now. It's and they okay. always try to do some shit like, remember this random experience? Remember this random time that we had like eight years ago? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. Nigga, what do you think? How do you think I feel? I used to be married. Then memories pop up and I get triggered, bro. Triggered. See, that's the one thing I'm thankful of is like, I've never had to like post nobody on public pages. So like that kind of. I shared family, dog. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> Anniversaries pop up on tag. <laughs> I am in family photos. Fuck all I am that. in like <laughs> the last picture that I'm so serious. There's a nigga to this day. I took a road trip with him so that he could go see his family. I am in immortal family pictures, bro. Like the when we took that trip, it might quite possibly be the last time he sees his grandma. I'm I have pictures with his grandma. Like I'm a part of your family history by now, my bro. Like good to listen. Like, what? I don't <laughs> That's just the difference between me and you. Because I don't be doing that shit. I be like, look. When you... I didn't want to take those pictures. Because I already you, knew. Once we break up, you're going to want to keep these pictures. And you're going to remind me of that one time 
that you have my, in that in that hotel room and that one my place. Mama, my mama said hi. And my I, mama don't know you, nigga. Back the fuck. My mama don't like you, bruh. Back the fuck up. See, see, mm-hmm. that's why when I was king situation shit, nigga, I ain't want to meet shit. I ain't want to meet shit because here's the thing: I barely want to meet your friends because your friends gonna fuck with me because I'm that type of nigga. Your friends gonna like me. Your friends gonna advocate for me when you mad at me. So, like, I don't want to meet your family. You, you you would never get rid of me. There's a Drake lyric for everything. Listen, listen. They give me the info because I'm nice to their friends. Nigga, I felt that shit. Nigga, the fuck you talking about? There is a Drake lyric for fucking everything. Listen, they give me the info. You think that just because... Because I'm nice to their friends, nigga. Nigga. But Do you know how many friend group circles I'm still semi a part of? Like, my ex's friend group circles I'm semi a part of because his wife could bake <laughs> and she didn't mind us smoking in the house. And she didn't mind keeping the kids. What? I have a nigga whose roommate got mad at me when we stopped talking because I was the girlfriend that cooked. Your niggas is going to fuck with me for life, bro. You might want to just hop on the train. Your niggas like And the crazy thing is, is like, in, in the situations, in the situations I'm thinking about, like, both times, like, Bane initially fuck with me just because, like, this one time they initially fuck with me because another friend had fucked with the homie homie and they and, and they and it was like one of them dramatic ass relationships and like mad drama mad sex no real like calm points and so be, and, and, and you know how we rock nigga if you best friends with the ops nigga you the ops you know what i'm saying, you know what I'm saying? we're gonna can we touch on yeah. that real quick can we touch yeah, on that like niggas there's not too many people there's two people Right. And we've talked about this. We know who they are. Actually, no, there's really one. There's really one person in the world where I've already told my friends it's on site. We spoke about this. Y'all know who this woman is. Y'all know that when we see her, I'm just looking for space. I'm not asking you to jump in. I'm asking you to mind it. Please understand that she's in here. And if it goes left, I'm taking it right. Period. You make sure that you do what you need to do to protect you because it's on site. I'm going to do, I'm going to handle my business. You handle yours accordingly, okay? But if I tell you that this person is the op for whatever reason, I'm not fucking with them. At that point, I'm not asking you to choose. I'm letting you know what side of the fence I sit on with this person. Period. I'm not expecting you to start. If you didn't, weren't already friends with the person I have a problem with, I don't expect you to start kikiing with this person. That looks weird. Don't change your actions. You just need to know where I sit. But if my friends tell, but for me, if my friends tell you that, tell me that you're the ops, I do not fuck with you. We don't have to have an issue, but I'm not going to be buddy, buddy with you. I'm not going to fuck with you. My friend told me that y'all have a problem and that's my friend. I'm not choosing sides. I'm not inheriting beef, but because of the type of the side of the fence I sit on, I got to be very careful how I move with you. So nah, I'm cool. So here's, here's my thing, right? Because for me, once I, it's hard for niggas to switch sides with me. Like once you the ops, you the ops, right? Like you can't like it's very rare that like the ops stop being the ops. <laughs> and so it's weird to me. So it's like so so we yeah. have people in our in our group, in our in our in our circle, in our city, in our in our country, in our world, who will make it very loud that this person is the ops. And I'm like, all right, bet I'm gonna go. All right, cool. You don't fuck with that nigga, I don't fuck with that nigga either. Fuck that nigga. But then, down the line, however long, could be two weeks, two months, two days, two years. 
this person that you told me it's fuck you for it, you now cool with. I can't, I can't roll with you on that. <laughs> like you. <laughs> what it is, and you know what? I agree with that because you, for the last couple months, you've told me that this that is fucking to this person. Y'all may have squashed the beef. I did. And it's. That's how I feel about my friends taking back their cheating ass exes. Do not tell me that that nigga ain't shit. And then you keep his ain't shit ass. And I still, he, I still view him as ain't shit in my eyes, bro. No, I ain't no switching sides over here, bro. You done let me know that this nigga's dirty draws is about as funky as I thought they would be. And now I'm supposed to expect for this nigga to be gain all of a sudden? Tried it, um, excuse me, tied out this bitch? No, bro. No, he's still not shit. You just decided to stay See, with that's, him. See, and, and that's so, and so for reason why I bring it up, because I want people, if you're not sure, if you're not ready to burn that bridge, don't do it publicly. Don't because here's the thing. I've had Thank people, you. and we're talking like, and I know, you know, cheating, abuse, all of that shit's real sensitive subjects. But I've had someone like, not only expose this nigga's abuse, but like then kind of called a task the people that he kicked it with. I was one of the people he kicked it with about like your homie and abuser. And I'm like, all right, bet, cool. You let me know that. All right, cool. I ain't fucking with him. Like, I can't rock with it. I can't. Cause like again, association. Like, if if you see me associated with somebody, if you told me beat your ass, you're gonna think I condone that shit. So I can't rock with it. It's cool. I'm out. Bam. Cool. Right. It's whatever. The cutoff is smooth. The moment that you let me know that somebody in my circle is an abuser or a rapist or, you know what I'm saying, it does anything extremely egregious or outwardly harmful to you, I will not nigga, associate I, myself nigga, with this I, Nigga, Number I would one, ghost people who ain't done shit wrong to me. You think I'm not going to ghost niggas who actually deserve it? <laughs> okay. If I kick it with you one time and I, it's just like I was on the fence about you and you gave me a reason to make a decision, bro, I, I make my decision and I stay there. And dog. so... You, you, this is why the importance of not inheriting so, me. And so, all right, cool. Bet. Whatever you tell me to make me not rock with dude, right, make me not rock with shorty, it's whatever. Cool. I'm I'm a type of nigga like, all right, bet. It's, it's fucking, fucking. I don't even ask questions for real, for real. Like, all right, you don't fuck with that nigga? If I fuck with you like that, you can just tell me now we not rocking with dude. And if it's not somebody that's like, it got to be my ace, my ace for me to be like, yo, why aren't we rocking? Why? If it's not my ace nigga, I'm not asking why. I was like, all right, then we're not fucking with him. And then I come come around and see you back fucking with the nigga. I'm like, then why you make me <laughs> just... <laughs> why did you make me pick a side if you weren't sure that that was the side you wanted me to stand exactly. on? Exactly. That's that's because I can't go back to this nigga. And you can't even go back to this nigga and explain the distance because the bitch is still with him. So it makes you look bro, is that Bro, like, we're talking in this situation. And, like, mind you, it's sensitive. So I ain't going to name names or nothing like that. But like you, right, you out right. here showing evidence that this nigga put your put his hands on you, and like it's serious. I'm like, I'm over here. Now let's now, be fair. Now, I understand. Like I understand. Like abuse is sensitive. The cycle it's, of abuse is it's, a, it's sensitive. Yes, and the cycle of abuse. I understand. Right, and you start getting into like the cycle. Me understanding the cycle of abuse. Right. right? It's one of those things where it's like dog. I understand part of the cycle of abuse is returning to your abuser. And sometimes the escape plan with a lot of it is part of the escape plan when it comes to abuse is letting your friend in your circle know that this person is abusive and I am trying to leave them. But me also being trained in abuse is also knowing that, hey, 
part of the cycle of abuse is returning to your abuser. And part of because abuse does have an element of Stockholm syndrome. You've fallen in love with the person who has kind of, in a sense, captured you. You've fallen in love with somebody who is harmful to you or has harmful harmed you because it's what you know. It's what you've programmed yourself to know for this amount of time. He feels like home. And because you know what the great times with this nigga look like, it's easy to forget about the pain. And, and, and like, I, I think of it as childhood. Like, I understand all that, right? I understand, like, you know what I'm saying? That's why, like, I couldn't necessarily be mad. I can't be mad at the person, you know what I'm saying, for, like, coming back to the abuser. I'm not mad at it. It's just more so, it's like, I want, I want you to, like, be, sh- if you go and do something publicly, be sure about it publicly. You feel me? And so it's like, because, you know, it's real sensitive. And it's not only is it sensitive, like, not, you're kind of, you're accusing the people that, he kick it with of like condoning his behavior and mind you we didn't know his behavior yeah that would be the part we didn't know his behavior until until you told us his behavior and when i distanced myself completely like i'm like look yo what you want to do what you want to do like we can ride on this nigga like because you know what i'm saying i don't believe in putting my hands on no right on, on any woman as a man like i have women i have women for that <laughs> like if you if, if Plenty of women if friends if you need your ass beat and you're a woman i'm not gonna touch you you won't get touched if that's not gonna be for me but so no, you got way too many homegirls. I being homegirls that have no problems talking to any. But like, you know what's funny as fuck is I just had this conversation with Kyle today, as a matter of fact, and I explained to him. I said the men in my life do not have issues with women. I don't play that shit. The men in my life do not have altercations with women. You have a problem with my brother. You talk to me about it for two reasons. A, the situation because of the situation could go one or two ways. A. She's going to play the victim. Oh, this man, this big, scary man raised his voice at me after me and him got into a disagreement. They're going to downplay it, make themselves seem very docile or innocent or harmless. You know what I'm saying? The damsel in distress role, right? Or B, women, because they assume men will not hit them back, can be very aggressive when they're dealing with confrontations concerning men. So you're going to pipe up in his face a little bit. You're going to yell. You're probably going to throw some shit or put your hands in his face or get a little too close for y'all to be having a confrontation, right? I've seen it, that pendulum swing both ways. So when men in my life are having quote unquote confrontations or issues with women, I get involved immediately because the way women respond to other women during conflict or, or during disagreements is extremely different. Your tone with me, you're not going to pipe up with me the way that you thought you was going to pipe up with my brother. Or the man that, or, you know what I'm saying? Or this man. You're not. You're going to watch how you talk because I will and can't put my hands on you without a problem. It's, it's so, it's you like, and, so and I know, the men in my life don't argue. And side note, that's what I feel. I see, I see these like TikTok and YouTube challenges of like shorty knocking niggas out upside the head with their purses and like fucking up haircuts. And, Oof. and I just know. That challenge pissed Bro, me off. Bro, it zoned me the fuck out. And here's why it zoned me is see, for me, my I feel like my philosophy is generally very simple. If it can't if it doesn't make sense if I switched for roles of the people involved, I don't like it. And I just know I can't make a video of me slapping Shorty upside the head with an object to get laughs. You feel me? I, I can't make a I can't I can't so, make a video dear. of like I seen a video of Shorty like intentionally just like shaving half his fingers head fucking up a haircut like imagine me in a video with some scissors let me be completely cutting out bundles and shit 
You know what? I view those kind of videos. And a lot of times, me and you, we, you we've had this discussion on the podcast, too, about target audience, mm-hmm. right? For the TikTok era, I realized that I'm a little grown. That, ain't, that shit, plain and simple, just isn't for me. I'm not the target audience for it. Yeah, let the kids be kids and have at. You got it. That lane is completely yours, my nigga. Flourish, right? But it is of the age of my, my son and his brother. So, of course, to an extent, you know, trying to be an aware and, and present parent, you look at certain shit like that. And as I'm looking at those kind of videos, I'm thinking about my child mm-hmm. and what the fuck my reaction would be if Braylon, excuse me, if one of the kids came home and was just like, oh, mom, it was a YouTube prank. Shorty just shaved off half my goddamn head. Mind you, my son has locks. So a girl cutting my son's locks is years is an investment this girl just messed up year and like what i'm ready to kill shorty i'm literally ready to tee off and it's ira- and it's not going to be rational because for me if uh, an, a, a rational reaction would be let me cut your fucking hair now i look like the crazy mom running up and down the street trying to cut a shorty's hair off because she violated my child but i have to look at these videos I just, like, like i look at it like and i'm just like dog i would do like i look time. at it like i would do i would sit I look at it like this i'm like and again, this is a double standard, and we 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 break down issues of patriarchy and misogyny. But it's like violence against men is funny. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas niggas make jokes if at men getting violated. Like with the TikTok shit, you know what I'm saying? Like Shorty's like fake, Shorty fake accidentally hitting niggas with the person, Shorty cutting off niggas' hair. Like we laugh at that shit. Like it's hee hee ha ha. Or even the shorty of the, the what I think we talked about it one episode where shorty ran up on her man with a gun because he was cheating on you know her. Or, All the women was like, I know that's right, without looking at the domestic You feel me? Like, we, like violence against men is funny. You know what I mean? Like, niggas like, oh, it's cool, it's whatever. We could talk about the gender roles and patriarchy at bat. I understand. Until it's your son. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's also like, ready to fight. it's not funny if we switch it. It's, it's like, we laughed at Salon's beating Jay-Z up in the elevator. We laugh. We make jokes about it. Hell, Beyonce made a joke about it. Of course shit go down when it's a billion dollars in the elevator. We love that line. Nigga, and I'm not excusing Ray Rice knocking Shorty off her, or off her block, but like, the reaction to those two, totally different. The reaction to uh, Shorty from um, Dude from the Ravens, Earl Thomas, uh, when Shorty was chasing him around with a gun, it was like, yes, bitch, I see you, sis. Come, like, it's just... I just, and it's like, I hate, I hate when people play me like I'm dumb. I hate when people play me like I'm dumb. Like, don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. And you're very much so, right. And you're very much so to keep the same energy kind of. Bro, that's all I'm saying. Like, if it's not okay, if the the roles were reversed, it would not be okay. That's my philosophy for a lot of shit. Like, it's like, look, fam, if, if, because I've seen some shit where, um, and I had, I had to have a conversation with my nigga about it on the timeline. Where like Shorty was like beating his ass and like it was recorded, and I'm like, yo, like, and and then niggas was like, well, what did he do? Like, what did he do to deserve that? This can is this the first time? Or I'm like, we wouldn't be asking these questions if there was a nigga beating on Shorty. It was recorded. We would we wouldn't ask these questions. But niggas, but see, let me stop you there, Calvin, because they do, and domestic violence often often gets gaslit it's often well what did you do and what did you say and what were you wearing and maybe he just wasn't in the mood to talk y'all know how aggravating women can be they absolutely gaslight the 
fuck out of domestic violence when it happens to women. So not saying that it's right, right? But part of it is kind of satire when you see, you know, when the woman is the aggressor in a domestic violence situation and men are being, and then asking him, well, what did he do to deserve it? What was he wearing? Did he piss her off? Did he intentionally antagonize her? I'm not even talking about niggas. I'm talking about, this was my, like, this was the homie. This was one of the homies was like kind of doing this whole, like, kind of gaslighting situation. I I even hate using the word gaslighting because it's overused, like, but that's the that's another topic. It's t- it's typically mis- it's misinterpreted it's typically misused like, as fuck. Everything is a gaslighting. Sometimes I just sometimes I'm just asking for a further explanation. But it's like, fam, he's over here like asking me like doing the same questions. I'm like, fam, we and I had to ask him. I was like, bro, if this was if the roles were reversed and this was a if this was a nigga who's beating on Shorty the same way Shorty beating on her man, will we have the same energy? If that, if you have the same energy, then I can't be mad at your energy. I'm never mad at anyone's energy to a certain topic. That's their, that's their energy. That's their, that's their prerogative. I'm mad when it's not the same. And so... Right. I think about a lot of that shit. And what's crazy is that, a lot, like I said, a lot of these circumstances, I bring right back to my child. If my son came home and told me that this was his circumstances, what would be my reaction? Death. Would be my reaction. Like yeah, mommy. Like yeah, mommy. Not- um, my, my little my little play girlfriend keep hitting me with this purse, and she says she's doing it for like this TikTok video. You'd be like, I got a TikTok video for her. Me, ass. me and your. Yeah, I got a TikTok video for that ass. This what the fuck? Side note. Side note. Black parents no. love just extrapolating whatever you've done into a threat. Like, you could be you could be doing like the name name. And black parents be like, you better nay nay your ass into some homework. I love this. It's, it's a cultural thing. Like, black parents will use what. Bro, I'm about to TikTok in that ass. Black what parents will use whatever you're doing in, in the, the context is not meant to be in in order to threaten. <laughs> I will TikTok in that ass. What the fuck you mean? This is a TikTok. And mind you. Little bitch. Name what's and crazy. mind you, TikTok in that ass doesn't even mean. make sense. <laughs> what not is at that all. Action? But I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. If some shorty, some girl decided to put her hands on my mm-hmm. child in any way, I don't, I'm, I, I do fight people's kids. I'm not going to hold you. I don't want to fight shorty. I don't want to fight this little girl. I want to fight her parent. I want to put my hands on your parent because somewhere in their, in their, in their ability or inability to raise you, you thought it was cool to play with my child. They, some, something about the way you were raised told you that the one to play with would be the one that I gave birth to the child. I don't want to play crazy with you. I want to play crazy with your mama. Bring her outside. I, 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 no, there's certain lines, not with mine. You can play. It just never, it's not, not all the time. And it's never with my child. Y'all can find other things to play with. The fact that you don't or don't have it in you to find that is not my problem. But you're going to stay, keep your fucking hands up off of mine. Sorry, y'all. I ain't even going to get amped like that. It just really pisses me off. Because that's the one thing. We raise our, we, we preach to our kids, our little boys all the time, right? Keep your fucking hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. And then on the same time, we turn around and we tell our girls, and I was told this, not by, ne- by some people in my village, it, he'll hit you if he likes you. Oh, he's just flirting. And it's two tropes within our, our, our the way that in our village as black parents and as black people, period, I'm glad we're getting away from it. No, that little teach your son to keep his fucking hands to himself and teach your daughter the same. Because just because my son is a boy, no, he is definitely trained not to hit you. But, he ain't a, but he's trained not to take no shit either. 
And let's not convolute the two because you want to be cute for Instagram. I will whoop your little ass. And Braylon got female cousins who will whoop your little ass. Let's not you know, leave some shit on the playground. Uh, listen. That's it. <laughs> I just, I just, I really would. So it's like, it kind of tying this all back up. It's like, don't do, don't do nothing publicly. Whether it's declare someone to ops. You know, put your hands on somebody. Don't do nothing publicly, but you not willing to get that same energy addressed to you publicly. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of shit that we keep in in a tuck because we listen. Niggas go back to 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 to, to dumb women, and and women go back to dumb niggas all the time. But I appreciate the ones who are dumb in peace. Like if you gonna take back your trifling ass partner, do it in private. Don't don't have me. Rah rah rah! Like oh, it's, it's it's lit for the it's lit for shorty. It been it's like I'm just playing and also. Or you know what it is? You know when you're done. You know in your hearts of hearts when you're done. And I'm not saying that if you're in an abusive relationship, don't reach out every time you need help. Nah, dog. I'd rather come get you a thousand times than bury you once. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? If you need help, I got help for you. Don't abuse this help. Don't take advantage of it. But if you need me, I'm here for you. I'm never going to hear that there's a woman who really needs help getting out of a domestic situation. Yeah, she may have gone back. Like, going back is not an excuse to not be helped. And, and that's just what I feel about it. Now, we can talk about you being stupid on a different time. And that trust me, we're going to talk about how dumb you are. But not now. You know what I'm saying? Right now, we need to be focusing on what's next for you. And a lot of times, abuse victims do end up going back because they don't know what, what next is. And they need help figuring right. that out. So it may, you may go back a couple times. You may get frustrated with, oh, here go this bitch. She back with her boyfriend. But every time that woman calls me, because I had a friend like that. Every time she called me, I was there. And I cussed her ass out. I, girl, here we go again. Here we go again. But I came and got her ass. I'm not saying that you're not going to hear my mouth. Because I, I, you're going to hear my fucking mouth. But that doesn't mean that I don't want you. Don't, just, accountability does not mean lack of support. I wouldn't be holding you accountable if I didn't think that you were capable of being better. And sometimes with people, you got to make that clear. But also, you deserve to set boundaries. If you can't, if, listen, you can help somebody 999 times. And maybe that thousand time where you ain't got it. And you have a right to say, I ain't got it for you now, sis. You can say that. And it deserves, and your boundaries deserve to be respected. Helping be in a support system for somebody who is in an abusive situation is a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't want nothing else to offer that wouldn't be redundant. So, what what we got next, friend? Okay, so on Sunday night, the last two installments of the Last Dance have mm-hmm. aired. Friend, do you want to get into? All right, it? we are we are here for the final edition for a while of Calvin explains the sports. Aww. <laughs> I know. Listen, I saw somebody. So sad. Listen, I saw somebody who was petty. It was like, oh, the last dance over. Now y'all can go back to y'all sport. Never mind. And I wanted, to, and I was like, this is why women deserve less. This is, <laughs> y'all assholes. So Ooh. the last dance, last two episodes kind of, um. Oh, now niggas can go back to watching their kids. Niggas also watching. But you know what? <laughs> petty. I'm, I'm going to let it go. Because you, A, you ain't need to do all that. B, I ain't got no kids. You and right. C, Mind your business, all right. If niggas want to, niggas right. want to be part time five five during the pandemic, man. Let them be. Just, just they can't, they can't, 
Mm-hmm. They can't come in when the kid become a first round draft pick. No, nigga, stay over there with your part time ass. Um, it's fine. But for the last two episodes, so so the last two episodes kind of went into um, kind of the end of a Bulls run. So like '97 with um, Jordan's quote unquote flu game, which was really the food poisoning game, which was really the hangover game. We'll touch on that in a minute. And '98. <laughs> Their grueling seven seven game series with the Pacers of Indiana and their last dance. So the main revelation of ninety of of the last two episodes was in ninety seven of uh, their playing the Jazz. It was game five. It was game five and um night before game five they just lost game four. Um you know Jordan got sick you know but have a flu game even if you're not a sports fan you know you know about the flu game right you know what I'm saying like you know. Absolutely. When Jordan played the game with the flu, ended up winning. Yeah, all yeah. that shit. Hard to tell. A Side times. note, 2020 is wild because the flu game just sounds irresponsible in 2020, right? <laughs> just sounds irresponsible. Like, it does. Like, bitch, like nigga, you did you what? Sick, nigga, get your ass out of here. I was binge watching um, a, sh- a show called The Blacklist, and they had a show in a D- in, in, they had an episode where like Shorty sneezed in the DMV on somebody and I like physically cringed even though I was like I was <laughs> watching the shit it was a television show from like a couple years back I physically cringed when she like sneezed I was like ooh that's just that pandemic brain that there's certain shit <laughs> nigga like I was just going to say that there's certain shit after the pandemic y'all can actually still enact like social distancing no need for you to be standing on my heels bro no need no need for birthday cakes we no can just need. get give me a birthday cupcake with with one with one candle for me and I'll blow that bitch out. You could spit on and that. That's it. And then the yes. rest of the cupcake for the gang. We we'll call it call it a day. So so the last dance. So so the, the story Jordan told, and here's what I'm gonna t- and I'm gonna tell you the story, but I'm gonna break down the holes of why this doesn't make sense. So the story Jordan told was Jordan was up last night late late night after the finals loss. Nigga decided he was hungry. So he ordered a pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like, pizza was the only thing open. Room service was closed. Order the pizza. You know, five niggas deliver this pizza. Five niggas go up and deliver Go up to the hotel room and deliver the pizza. Jordan eats the whole thing. Wait, what? One, two, three, four, five. Five niggas. I don't think I've ever seen anybody more than one person deliver pizza. Exactly. This nigga had the cast of the Sopranos deliver this pizza. And he thought shit was straight. Um, this nigga had the Monstars deliver for And he pizza. thought she was sweet. And so, and so the story goes, he, they delivered this pizza. Like, this trainer's kind of told him, like, I don't know, this shit seems fishy. But Mike say, fuck it. Eat, it. eat the whole pizza by himself. And then wakes up with, like, food poisoning two or three o'clock. So he says the food, the flu was really the food poisoning. Let's break down the fallacies in this story. Because, I, again, Jordan is one of the greatest ever in any, in any, in any, in any realm. But that nigga a liar. So first and foremost, <laughs> yes, you can order. You know, Jordan always checked in the away hotels with alias. He checked in with the same alias every time. Leroy Smith. Leroy Smith was the person who beat out Jordan for the high school spot in like his, his like sophomore year on varsity. Again, this nigga Jordan has been petty mm-hmm. and vindictive his entire life. Honestly, if Jordan didn't find basketball, he probably would be a serial killer. Because that nigga took everything personal. You know what's crazy? I saw a tweet 
that said if Jordan was in therapy, he would have scored four bro, points. Bro, that nigga. I fucking bro, that nigga it. would be like, oh, he he ain't speak to me. I took it personal. So I decided to drop fifty on. Him. Like the nigga, the nigga is a vindictive motherfucker, boy. I'm telling you. So, so he so so he's checks in to every hotel using the same like code name. Mind you, this is Chicago Bulls in the peak of the nineties. So they're and it's in Salt Lake. They're staying in Salt Lake City, which is I'm pretty sure of like the white person headquarters. Is that in Boston? Got it. So there's only like there's probably only like one five star hotel in the city of Salt Lake. So no matter what alias you use, if you tell them that you're going to you're delivering to this hotel, they know it's for the Bulls. You feel me? It's kind of like. It's still in Cincinnati. There's like one to two five stars downtown. It's like if you know if you a real nigga, you know right. which one, hotel niggas staying at in the city. So, secondly, right. nigga, this is the night, and they're all, and they're all downtown. downtown. And secondly, this is the night after final. Why are you eating a whole pizza? This is the night before a finals game. Why are you eating a whole pizza by yourself at fucking one o'clock in the morning? <laughs> like. <laughs> Funny like, as fuck. It's not advisable to eat a whole pizza by yourself at one o'clock in the morning. If you're just a regular nigga doing regular shit, you are a basketball. I you are a basketball shit. player getting ready to play in one of the biggest games of your life, and you decide to eat a full pizza at one o'clock in the morning. All right. Third. He was testing niggas. Third. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had food poisoning before, nigga. I have too. Not fun. I didn't want to move, let alone play a game. You feel me? Like, so honestly, I think the nigga Jordan was hung over. And I think he just put it to the flu slash food poisoning game. Cause like, but like the symptoms he had was similar to a hangover. Like. Yeah. Dizzy. Nauseous. Can't give anything that nigga you hung over, my nigga. And like, we know Jordan liked to drink and kick it. Like Jordan was kicking um, so that was, and so he had a hangover. Mind you, again, putting up 38 points while you ill in any manner, shout out to you. Nigga, I have a hangover. I'm done for a day. Nigga, I, I can barely get out of bed. So I had a hangover that left me in the bed till four o'clock the next nigga, day. That, nigga, nope. that Cinco de Mayo, when we decided we was going to drink tequila like it was fucking cognac, nigga, I was hurt. And I had to go to work. Like a dumbass. Like had a dumbass. To. Look at you. Like a dumbass. Report like me. a dumbass. Okay, okay. Because because right. you okay. knew better. You fucking knew better. And I'm mad, I'm mad that you, we did this shit. No one no one decided. Hey, why are we doing this? No one stopped this. Because it was Cinco de Mayo. We're tired. But niggas needed an excuse to cut up, and we did that. You had a good time, niggas. Shut up. But like the next day, none of us were okay. None of us. Yeah, facts. But we listen. This this was about Jordan, not about me. But keep it focused. <laughs> and so the, the second the second here. major thing about this um, was Dennis Rodman is the epitome of work life balance. So Dennis Rodman in 1998, in the middle of the finals, skips practice before Game Four, and takes a private jet to go to wherever to film. A Monday Nitro episode with Hulk Hogan in the NWO. Then flies, Sounds then flies right. back for 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 the for the morning of practice. And Jordan calls him Rodzilla. So 
Dennis Rodman was the epitome of look. As long as I do my job on the clock, do not question me for what I do. My shit off the clock. Dennis Rodman was the same. I actually Dennis Rodman that. was the same nigga that in the middle in, that Dennis Rodman in the middle of the season decided he needed to take a forty eight hour bender to Vegas, and literally after the game was like, "Can I go on vacation? I need vacation to get my mind right." Went into Vegas and was kicking it with his girlfriend Carmen Electra. Dennis Rodman has lived a life. Dennis Rodman has five NBA rings. He is a Hall of Famer. He's dated Carmen Electra. He fucked Tony Braxton. He dated some of your favorites, and now he is friends with a dictator. That nigga is that nigga is a walking madlib. You know what it is? Dennis Rodman is the equivalent to mind your motherfucking business, bitch. Mind yours. And don't be mad that you can't do it. But what you are going to do is mind your motherfucking business. You can watch from afar, but you're still going to mind your goddamn business. I appreciate that. Like the time, did you repeat that Oprah interview where Oprah was like asking him if he was gay in 11 different ways? And he kept answering her. But that, like she insisted that this nigga wasn't gay. It was not going to stop until she got the answer she was. Well, I mean. Dennis Rodman handled well, that situation way better well, than I ever Because Oprah hates black men. Like, and it's a, it used to be a joke, but like you start digging into it. Oprah don't give a fuck about niggas. Oprah does not like black men, which is why Tyler Perry is her best friend. <laughs> Moving on. Continue. Moving the fuck on. So now that that Michael Jordan last dance is is finaled. Mm-hmm. Who should be the next person we do a last dance on and why Kobe? <laughs> well, Kobe's already got one in the works. Uh, Kobe, um, they, they, okay. the camera crew spent his last year and on the Lakers filming. So Kobe has one in the works. So besides okay. Kobe, I would say LeBron. I think um, because I think even with however, so LeBron is good at like think, letting you think you have a full story, but not actually giving it. So I think and I appreciate that um, about LeBron him. LeBron is definitely one. I would say, um, football wise, I would want to hear from. I would want to hear. Oh, you lost. See, me. see, you're not. You're not with football. I forgot. You. You basketball is like. You lost. But me. As, as far as basketball, it's really only those three. It's LeBron, Mike, and Kobe who would, who would need documentaries who don't already have them. Um. Okay. So okay. So. Can I play devil's advocate here for a second for a bitch who doesn't do sports? Um, so the reason why I'm kind of opposed to Kobe, mm-hmm. right? Now, just hear me out. Hear me out. Now, I, again, friend, I had this opinion before I found out that they were already in the middle of filming. Okay, so keep that in mind, guys, for y'all drag. Like, I did not know that he was already filming. Got, okay, so this opinion is before I found out that information. Right? Keep that in mind. The reason why I'm kind of against a Kobe last dance is because it means that Kobe, part of the the appeal of this autobiopic for me was that Jordan had the opportunity to speak on his experiences for himself, answer for himself, any backlash, any comments, any negative or positive press, he got to speak on for himself. Kobe's not here to defend or honor or explain his legend at all. He's not here to hold an iPad and have the conversation, right? The people who are left to have that conversation for him are his wife, to an extent, his children. Um, You know, the people closest to him, people that he had the pleasure of playing with. You know, 
Kobe won't hear from Kobe to the extent that we want to, you know, like we like we would want to. And part of the appeal of this particular style of documentary is that, like I said, Jordan was here to speak for himself. We don't get that with Kobe. So again, like when we talk about Kobe and his legacy, like it, it to me, without Kobe being here to speak for his legend, it feels like another 30 for 30. It doesn't feel like a last day of stock. Well, I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? But now that I'm hearing that he was already yeah. filming, it makes me feel yeah, a little He was bad. already like he he had a camera crew film that hit his last year. Cause he, so so it was already a documentary. And it's again, it's one of those things where you, when right. life gives you lemons, right? So it's like obviously no one planned right. for Kobe Bryant to not be here in the year twenty twenty, right? Right. But 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 that shows how God feels about our plans. Um so no one's playing for that, but right. also you understand that like people will still want to see it. People, it's like it's a closure thing. Oh no, no, no! I still want to see it. I'm not gonna lie. That would be the only real like thirty for thirty I would personally invest my personal time in seeing because, like I said before, you can't talk about the '90s growing up as a '90s kid and Kobe Bryant not come up. Even for my non-sports head at ass, like Kobe Bryant was still actually no funny story. There are pictures of me as a female hooper. <laughs> I get it out. Get it out. I cannot tell you shit about sports right now. But I definitely was a hooper. I did. I tried out. And like when I was like six or seven, I didn't make the team. And that was the last time I picked up a ball. Okay, I'm back. I'm back now. Yep, I'm back. That that picture that picture exists somewhere. Um, but I w- do what they what, what you I would say. I mean, it's like one of those things where, um, I think people need it's it's like a, it's like a semblance of of finality because Kobe was supposed to be inducted to the Hall of Fame this year. You know what I'm saying? Like before the Corona, he, his class was like up. You know what I mean? Because you can't get inducted to the Hall of Fame until like five years post retirement. So his supposed to be his time, and like it was, everything was taken away from us. Like honestly, we should have known twenty twenty was some bullshit. The moment Kobe, the moment Kobe died, because what type of what type of year would let Kobe die like that? You know. So it's like it's frustrating, but I think it's one of those things where you know, as right. long as the family, and I think that's the most important thing. Of, like that's why I don't support the Santonio the Santonia Brown documentary because it's not it's unauthorized. Yo, it's I unauthorized. Didn't... I was just getting ready to get to that, friend. I am so glad you said it. All right. So quick segue, folks. So Netflix has put out a Centonia Brown um, documentary. Okay. I'm not going to get into the details of the documentary. It's the Centonia Brown. It's a story about Centonia Brown. It's not the Centonia Brown story. And there's a huge difference because if Centonia is not a part of the making of this film at all, she gets no pay from it. She's gotten no credit. Nobody asked her, not a single interview, nothing about this is authorized by Centonia or the family of Centonia. Nothing about it. So no, I Netflix will not be getting my attention on that one. And what's crazy is that I wanted to watch her documentary. I also wanted her to get credit and get paid for it. Again, so like... And if you need more motivation to not watch that shit, there's a white man behind the story of this one, the behind the production of this story. So no, no, thank you. I can keep yeah, it. Yeah. So I, as long as long as the family signs off on, so it's different. There's different type of documentary. It's like there's something. There's a documentary on Netflix now called Trial by Trial by Media. So in, in, on that sort of thing, I don't necessarily need the family of like everybody to sign off because it's like it's a, it's more of an objective point of view. 
But if you're making a documentary about someone, about Kobe, about Antonio Brown, about about Jordan, about about Mike, about Brian, I would like that person or that person's estate to be able to sign off on it and be like, all right, cool. Like I don't I don't appreciate the people who are trying to make the the, the Nipsey Hustle documentary, Nipsey Hustle movie without. I need you to get I need you to get permission from his family, his estate, his wife, his his his, his brother. Same thing with Mac Miller, like his family, his estate, like. I need because the fact that you aren't even asking because the permission of the family because it's like because it's like fam like not only was this person generally taken too soon from us but you want to monetize and profit off of this person's tragedy and not cut and not have the family involved it's 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 real foul to me niggas move real foul out here and it's 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 it's, it's a disgrace and it's disgusting um. No, and it also just lets you know what the intentions are. Because if your intentions are we're spreading the story, then you'll have no problems making sure that the family gets paid for it. Or that Santonia or Kobe or LeBron or whoever you're discussing gets credit. And also, if they're living, have the opportunity to speak for themselves. And the fact that people aren't doing that and you think that you're entitled to this person's story is bullshit. And it, it, like, it bothers the fuck out of me. Like yeah. it's, it it's, 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 it's time, and the fact that it's legal, but it's, it's legal in a sense. It's legal in a sense, right? So it's legal, like yeah, because again, it's 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 the constitution, so it's free speech, right? I can't prohibit you from speaking freely about shit. I can't, but what I can do is let everyone who rocks with me know that I don't. I ain't signed up on this, and actually, they're legally required to kind of put. Some part in some part of the documentary movie, like we reached out to so and so for comment, they declined. Like they're legally, they, they have to do that. Otherwise, that person can sue them for slander and libel. So it's like legally, because it's, it's under it's under the umbrella of free speech. Like I can't tell you what to say, but I can tell you I don't fuck with it. Absolutely, and I'm glad that her team, whoever her team is, I'm so glad that they put it out there for her. Hey, we were not asked about this. We do we did not. And when we were asked, because they have to ask her in order for them to legally put it out. And the fact that like that she they gotta get a comment from the girl that you're writing about and you still feel like it was okay to put it out there for you. That lets me know what your intentions are from like period. It's not about Sintoya. It never was. It's about again the fact that black tragedy is a black pain is a category. It's a genre. That then those are your attentions behind it. Because who's your target audience? Who are you talking to? The people that live this shit or the people that need to actually be doing the changes? Enough is enough. That's just how I feel about it. Um moving right the fuck along. Um so honestly this season of insecure has been an interesting one right and i think we're getting into the the season i think everybody's kind of decided that this is isa's kind of the story mode right so when you compare it to shows like not that this is even comparable but when you compare it to seasons that are highly anticipated like your game of thrones right or your wire every season has a story mode where this is just the season that progresses the story along there's nothing necessary climatic that's supposed to be happening. This is just us pushing the story along. I think this is Issa's story mode. 
You you said like, you said a lot of words this season has been... for it to be mid. Like you said a lot of words that mean this season is mid. You know, I wasn't trying to call my good sis mid, but this season is pretty fucking and mid. Here's my frustration. So hey, we wait two years for the season because Issa, the cast, everybody doing big shit. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. Having babies. You know what I'm saying? On. Like Issa's cat was all in the movie theaters. In 2019, um, you know, saying like Molly's right. character, Yvonne, you know, she had the stand up special coming. Like, you know, everybody's out here doing shit. So I get it. Like, it's, it's a similar to Atlanta in that aspect. But, but hey, we wait two years. And mind you, you are, you stand firm on the fact that you only want 30 minute episodes. Again, your prerogative as a creator. You can. We cannot bully her into longer episodes. We tried, guys. You know what I'm saying? Tried. So, but also. If we wait two years and these episodes are 27 minutes long, we don't have time for episodes that don't move the story along. Filler episodes. 27 minutes was generous. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like you, we wait two years, you give us 30 minute episodes, and then in these episodes, in the, the, the six episodes that we've had, three of them haven't really advanced the plot line at all. Like this past right. episode, Honestly, it was just like the recap of what happened at the block party. You know what I mean? It was like right. Issa licking her wounds, trying to trying to find self care and helping others, and getting getting one of them mama hugs. That was it. That was it. There was nothing really to like. We didn't learn much else besides the fact that Issa always is right. always the one to reach out. You know, what I'm we didn't learn much else. And I understand like if you. Pumping these episodes out every year, or if you got twenty something episodes, or if you got an hour, you know, you could. But like, we need expediency because we only have thirty minutes, and we've waited two years to figure out what's going on here. And we, and it's like, you don't, ha- you obviously have a luxury because like Insecure has been renewed for season five. But I don't mean I'm a watch season five. But season four don't end the way I want to. Why would I sign up for every season? As season, and that's what I was just getting at because I don't have, and this is just probably me even being selfish. I don't have another Game of Thrones style disappointment in me when it comes to these shows because it, it's just not. Don't leave me up for a really, really bad letdown. And it has nothing to do with just me being an entitled viewer because to an extent I am. And I don't have an expectation for which way or direction that these shows want to go sometimes, especially because I can't. Okay, let me back up. I'm one of those people, admittedly so, that complains about the lack of diversity when it comes to Black content, right? I don't want another remake. I want creativity. I also believe in giving creative space to be creative, right? right? Because you need that. And I don't, also don't believe in pushing the boundaries of my, the creative people that I support. If these are the boundaries that you're willing to give your, creative, your creativity to, I will respect that boundary, but make it good. And right now, this just feels like a filler season. And after you've made me wait two years, I need more out of you than just a filler. I need more out of you than just, oh, here's the bits and pieces. Like, no, dog. Like, I need the, I need the parts to start making sense. I, there's still a lot of There's a lot of questions. unanswered questions. And there's a lot, a lot of ha- And we're already in the middle of the season. So like, what you fin... It- what you finna do, sis? And it's like, if you move at the same pace, we're not gonna get answers anytime soon, but if you move at the pace that the 30-minute episodes, that's a, you know, necessitate, it's gonna feel right. It's gonna feel crazy, because it's like, 
it's kind of again we talk right. about Game of Thrones. So, but issue one one of the issues with Game of Thrones, and mind you, if I knew it ended the way it did, I would have never binged that motherfucker. I was upset. I would have never binged this show the way that I did. But like, you know what? I'm tired of my goddamn bathroom. I'm tired of it. Stop touching shit. Quit touching shit, as my brother Carlos Miller would you, say. Quit touching shit. Um, but but you I right. look at it like this: like the first five seasons were based off the book written by George R. R. Martin, and George R. R. Martin is kind of one of you have two different types of storytellers. You have you have a character motivated storyteller, and then you have like a plot line motivated storyteller. So George R. R. Martin is right. a character motivated storyteller. So he basically tells a story based off of what he thinks would make sense for the characters involved. That's the reason why Danny was out here in the West just, you know, for, for like a couple seasons because he felt like her character, instead of just conquering and moving on, wanted to stay in help. You feel me? So it's like, he is a character motivated. So he basically writes a story based off of what he thinks the characters would do. Uh, D&D. D&D didn't give a fuck about and, and none so of that. D&D. None of it. And I'll, I'll shoot them a little bail. D&D are plot-driven storytellers. So plot-driven storytellers kind of see the characters as like story devices. So they know how they want to start, they know how they want the middle, and they know how they want the end. And they write the characters in whatever way to make that story fit. So when you go from a character-driven storyteller to a plot-driven storyteller, it's wild. Because now... How very Shonda Rhimes. Because now... D and D has to kind of wrangle in all of these George R R characters from doing whatever they are doing because they know how they want this to end, and they have to kind of wrangle it in in order to get it to the end. And it doesn't necessarily make sense. Now D and D again, they rushed the final two seasons because again HBO offered them we can do HBO offered like we can full season for seven and eight. The seven, I think the first six right. seasons were like 10 episodes, I want to say. And yes. the last two were seven episodes and like six episodes, I believe. I believe, excuse me. Yes. So, but HBO. But they were like hour and a half long, though. Like, they made but, up right, that But shit. HBO offered them a full 10 episode slate for both seasons. Because again, Game of Thrones was kind of like the last really appointment viewing television that we've had. Like, Every right. Sunday, even if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, you right. knew Game of Thrones was on, and you knew if you wasn't trying to talk about what they were talking about, get the fuck off the timeline. You feel me? So, Period. so they was like, nigga, either let niggas have things or they was like, yeah, nigga, like, what you want to do? And so they kind of decided for the shortened season because they wanted to write Star Wars, and then these niggas ain't even write Star Wars. They backed out of that shit too. And it's like, why did we rush if we just go bullshit the end? And we're not going to talk about Game Period. of Thrones season 8 because I'm still hurt that, like, half shit didn't make sense. I can't believe it's already been a fucking year. It's already been a fucking year since we've had Game of Thrones, dog. It's and wild. the shit didn't make sense so, then, and I the don't shit don't get... make sense now. Nope, sure doesn't. I actually still remember what I was doing for the Game of Thrones season premiere. I actually, I remember doing the fucking race back from Broccoli City to watch Game of Thrones, dog. Like wild. We did. We that's anyway, best part of it. Never mind. <laughs> Facts. You are. You know what? We don't have to keep going there, Calvin. Hey. Listen. 
I'm a, I, I've grown. Please do not talk to me like I'm Alex from a year ago. I am, I am a different Fam, we niggas did the race. That's part of the reason we got caught in them speed camps. <laughs> we sure fucking did. 800, I'm not letting it go. And Griselda is never leaving the city limits ever fucking again, dog. $800 were fucking parking tickets. I mean, your speeding tickets, dog. 800. <sighs> Sorry, I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt. Still hurt. Anyway, I say all that to say, Issa, girl, get, whatever the plot is, let's let's get to it, sweetie. Let's let's get to it, cause you' about to lose a viewer. I'm lying. But now, I'm not. not I'm good, not lying. Like, like if this season four ends on some bullshit, I'm not gonna watch season five. I'm again. I ghost people who ain't did shit wrong to me. You think I ain't gonna ghost a TV show? I have attachment issues, so I'm going to stick around. I, nigga, I'm going to ghost the fuck out of a TV show. Uh, but I'm there I'm there for you in spirit, friend. I have attachment issues, so my black ass going to stick nope. around. Nope. I'm going to If this season ends on some bullshit, I'm Audi 5000. I'm weak. All right, friend, you ready to put this week in rice? I mean, excuse me, hot take. This put week is this week is rice and coconut oil, baby girl. What are we doing? Okay. So... Um, so I was having this conversation with, again, Kyle, because I was frustrated about another conversation that I had. Right. And it's odd. It's really wild when Kyle is your voice of reason. Like, shout out to KB. But like, it's really wild when Kyle makes it. What? I'm, I'm what, hold, what does I'm that say holding, about me when I'm he's the chaos? my comments because you already were mad at me at my comments yesterday. So I'm not going to make them again. Yeah, when Kyle actually starts making sense, I need to reevaluate what I'm doing with my life because what the fuck? Anyway, um, so I was talking to him because there was a man who finds himself liking me, and I'm trying to figure out why. I don't right? know either. Honestly, and, shit. Like, you be treating niggas like garbage. Yeah, because garbage. I treat them like fucking disposable plates, dog. Like, all plastic and, and cutlery can get thrown out. Like, I just, I'm not invested, right? So he was just like, but he said something and it was just like, okay, now I got, not only do I need you to, I'm going to cut you out, but I'm also going to cut you off. Right. So he asked me, he was just like, oh, I want to come see you, nigga. First of all, it's a pandemic. See me for what? And second of all, he was like, oh, I think the reason why you haven't come to see me is because you've got options. And that pissed me clean the fuck off. Cause all I heard was you got hope. Wait, he said you haven't you haven't Stop. come seen him because you got options by what he said. That's in pretty much what I what he said. You haven't come to see me because you got hope. All right. The this reason why the reason because why I'm questioning was, you is because I know you and I know what he said and what you heard could be two totally different things. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what he said verbatim, friend. Like th- that's no cap. That's what the fuck he said to me verbatim, and it pissed me off. Because number number the fuck one, so what? So what? Number one, number two, if you were doing what you needed to be doing, I wouldn't be worried about hope. How can he I, do I what he be, to needs about. to do in a pandemic, sweetheart? Rounding out my fucking point, knowing that there's nothing you can do right now for me in regards of my hoes, you don't get to comment on them. You don't get to what? do that. Men understand sports. <laughs> Yeah, let me finish. Men understand sports very well. You understand, hey, in order for me, okay, sports analogy, perfect. Right? You, know what, you about to fuck. You, you about Scotty to fuck. Scotty Pippen knows. 
I'm not. I'm not. Let me let me cook. Okay. Scottie Pippen knows that he is the number two player in the league. You are the number two player in the league because who's the number one player? Michael Jordan. In order for you, for y'all to win the championship, Scottie Pippen had to be number two. Somebody has to be number two. But you're going to be the best number two you possibly fucking can. Right? And then everybody plays their role accordingly. We're winning championships. We're the 90s Bulls. Period. There can only be one Michael Jordan, but it takes five people to win this fucking game. A team of people to win this fucking game. Y'all understand that when it comes to sports and not when it comes to women. Okay, Alex has five boyfriends. Okay, I am one of five boyfriends. I want to be one of five boyfriends, Mm -hmm. right? I know that Alex is actively talking to other men. So instead of worrying about the other boyfriends, I need to make myself the favorite boyfriend. I need to play my role so well that the other roles don't matter. You, let me know when you're ready for me to rebuttal. Let me know. I'm ready, friend. But just like, I'm trying to make it make sense. Okay. Leave, if you're leave, doing what you need to be us, doing, whatever us, else I'm doing, don't make it Leave the sports analogies to me because here's why. I'm sorry. I thought you, I had You one. tried. Okay, I that you was tried. You gave it a good effort. But like, here's the reason. So, Watching the documentary, you see that Scottie Pippen was not satisfied the majority of the time he was with the Bulls. He did not, he was not satisfied with how he was paid. He was not satisfied with how he was treated. That's, that was like a running point. He was not satisfied, right? So, in your point, Scottie Pippen knew, okay, I'm not Mike, but I'm, I'm second best, but you're going to pay me like I'm second best. They didn't, the Bulls said, Basically told that nigga to kiss his, kiss my ass, and he wasn't fucking with it. So similarly, similarly, niggas in sports, athletes demand trades, contract renegotiations to be sent to a new team all the time. It is very, it's rare, it is rare that you will find someone who you know has the talent to be a number one option who is willing. To be a number two. Kyrie Irving in Cleveland. Him and Braun was running shit in the Eastern Conference. Running through niggas. Got a chip. Got a ring. Got all that shit. Kyrie Irving decided he wanted to be his own man. He wanted to be the alpha dog. So he left the situation in Cleveland where he knew he was going to be two behind Braun to go be his, uh, his own number one. So, again, this so niggas... Just because they you slot them at number two doesn't mean they don't want to be number one. It, yeah, but your slot, but this is, hear me out. This is where you are right now. Right now does not have to be the old way. And if you want to be number one, you'll do shit that puts you not, in that not, position. Want to know what does not make you number one? Not nagging me about who the fuck other people in the other So So again, hear, hear, hear me out. Now, oftentimes, Again, in sports, there's, there's a term called overperforming and underperforming your contract, right? If I, there's a lot of people overperform their contract, like rookie deals have a certain pay wage and scale level, whatever. Just like new, new niggas in the rotation have certain roles. I overperform my contract, meaning you, meaning I'm giving you number one effort and you treat me like a number three, right? If I overperform my contract, I want to renegotiate. You gonna pay me like what I'm like what I'm making you. Just like if I underperform my contract. So, so here's the flip side: 
underperforming the contract. If, if you pay me like a number one and I'm performing like a number three, the team can cut me. Just like you cut niggas off. If you have your favorite nigga and he's no longer your favorite nigga and he's acting like another nigga, you cut that nigga off. Well, except you because you have attachment issues. But other other people cut their niggas. <laughs> okay. So so here so here so let me break it down as far as interrelationship. So look, if I come in and I know I want to be your star player, I'm, because there's a difference between there's a difference between being a favorite and being the only nigga. I understand that. If I come in, I want to be your star player, and you treat me like a, I'm a I'm a role player. I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you treat me like chicken back, and I'm I feel like I'm oxtail. I have the right to go somewhere else or to be treated like oxtail or to demand to be treated like oxtail. Okay, bong, bong. You hit the nail on the fucking head, Calvin. You have the option to leave. Here's the thing. I've never once argued or, or fought with or for anybody who decided that I'm no longer what they want. Alex, what you're offering me, I want more. If I can give you more, I typically do. If I can't, and I'm not at the capacity to give you more than what you're asking for, which is typically a relationship, I don't do that. I don't. And I, you know what's crazy is that I do get a bad rap for being like the Lori Harvey of Cincinnati. Somebody called me that shit and I fucking lost we it. Gonna, we, listen, but, we gonna have a discussion off wax about that because I disagree, but like, we gonna have a discussion off wax because I feel like that nigga, I feel like that's cap. It's all cap. Nothing but cap. But anyway. I absolutely, I, I disagree with that nigga because he said this shit because he's hurt. Not because he necessarily believes that shit as himself is true because that's not how I've treated anybody. Also, if Lori Harvey was a terrible date, she would not get the dates that she Just like if Future was a terrible boyfriend, he wouldn't have eight kids. Period. If these people were as bad as we make them out to be, they wouldn't have partners. They would not continue to get partners and and garner relationships. I think Future's a sweetheart. I think when shit goes sour, shit goes sour because you're not managing your expectations. Which rounds out my fucking point. With me, I am very blatant. This is what I can do. Honey, don't you're worried. We could have a great time if you stop trying to like me. Just have a good time. Where you get it fucked up is that you start liking me. And then I'm supposed to manage that expectation because you decided to like me. And I'm pretty sure I've communicated that's not what the fuck I want. Now, you want now, me to now, like now, me. Now, now, ma'am. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk to you just like how people talk to me. Because, again, we're talking to the nigga who used to, I used to love this game. I was great at this game. You cannot be mad at a nigga liking you if you do liking worthy shit. Like you out here, and so I don't know what you're doing to this. I don't know what you're doing to these niggas. To be quite honest, I don't know. Math don't math on my end for niggas to be acting the way they do. Nigga, because based on the shit that I fucking told you alone, niggas should never talk to me. <laughs> Listen, niggas should never so, talk to me. I am baffled, kerfuffled, confused, and anguished at how these how these niggas keep falling for this shit. I'm confused, but that's not my business. And it's the same formula. There's been one nigga to escape these clutches, and he didn't technically escape because I still talk to him all the time. But like, I even see him on occasion. But like, there's been one nigga to escape the clutches of Alex. One. That didn't wasn't left battered and bruised the fuck up, but it's the same formula every time. I say, and I, you know what? I'm so confident in my formula. I will give y'all the game. Give them the game, ghost. I'm rolling my eyes at you. I'm not shit. I'm not shit. 
And I'm loud as fuck and blatant as fuck about not being shit. I am not shit. And I tell you, I'm not shit. Y'all don't believe me when I tell you I'm not shit. You think I'm joking. So you'll kiki and then you'll laugh and then you'll start to notice that your feelings are getting attached because I'm not a terrible person. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not shit. But then you find yourself getting attached like, damn, she said she wasn't shit, but like, she's funny as fuck. She cooks. She fucks great. Her kid is clean. Her house is immaculate. Like, why is she not shit? So then you'll find yourself wanting to spend more time trying to figure out why I'm not shit. And in the meantime, you're falling for me. I told you not to do that. Y'all don't follow fucking directions. I told you not to do that. Well, so well then, be, in fairness, you, you also me, say niggas I follow directions when you say nothing to them and they do that. So, like, we got to figure out what your directions are. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like your directions be... But, uh, no, 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 no. I'm only not using condoms with one man. So, he understands exactly what the fuck those directions are. I said nothing to me. I didn't say shit about pregnancy, my guy. I said nothing about pregnancy, actually. Use your listening ears. So, like I said, I, but that's the thing. I tell you up front, and men, you, you were the same one, same man I had the conversation with. Men typically tell you up front what the fuck they want from you. Y'all go out of your way thinking that you're going to change or, oh my God, I've caught feelings. So now, because you caught feelings, my expectations are supposed to be different. I'm supposed, no, we're supposed to have a conversation. It's either I agree with you. And I want to see where this goes as well. Or you need to respect the fact that I'm not ready for that with you. Whenever I talk, and that's the other part. I didn't say I wasn't ready for a relationship. The with you part was silent. But also, don't ask me about no relationships if you want, got the audacity to ask me about somebody else. No. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Let me finish my thought. Your thought, thought is trending towards trash. You so telling go ahead me, and clean it up, friend. No. You telling me that you want a relationship means that we're supposed to be having now we're having a conversation about you and I. There's a way to ask me about the other men that I'm dating without coming across insecure that I'm dating other men. Okay? You could say, Alex, I really like what we have going on and I want to make this more of an exclusive situation. I know that you're dating other men, right? Lead with that. And I'm okay with that. I was okay with it until I noticed that I'm not okay with you dating other men. I want to be the only man you're seeing. That's how you position that shit. Getting mad, being saying, you know what, Alex, I would wipe you, but you out here fucking around and talking to other niggas. That comes across very insecure, and I'm not hearing you. Because all I'm going to hear is this nigga's bitch made as fuck. He can never be my man. And I automatically chalk. There's a way to ask me about, you know what? The way that you ask me about other men is not asking at all assume because there's no exclusivity between us that I'm ex exercising that option. You can then say, Alex, I know you're seeing other people. I want you to stop seeing other people because I want you to be the only option. I want us to be exclusive. There's a way to do that without looking bitch made. Niggas haven't mastered that. <laughs> the moment you start asking me about other niggas is the moment I am instantly not interested in I be trying to figure out where you find these niggas, because here's why. I again, and there's parts I agree with you, and there's parts I don't agree with you. Because again, I, we can never fully agree, otherwise we wouldn't have a podcast. But so it's like for me, I never, it never, I've never asked about other niggas because I don't give a fuck. I don't. 
But also, I expect the same courtesy. Don't ask me that. Don't ask about anyone else. Like, I'll let you know. I'll let you know the vibes. Right. And I just look at it like this. Um, honestly, I think what the issue is, these other people don't be having other hoes. But when you have other hoes, bong. When you have Period. other hoes, you don't give a fuck about what your hoes are doing when they're not with you because you have other hoes. Well, you don't have other ho- when you don't have time. other hoes. You care about what your one hoe is doing because that's your only hoe. It's like if I have one, and you care about what she's doing more if than you I should. Have one book in spades, and the nigga cut me during my one book. I'm fighting. If I have eight books and the nigga cut me on one of the books, I counted. You know what? Cool. I still got seven books. So it's like, so honest, so honestly, right. the, 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 um, the solution to all of these problems is to get more hosts. If, if I, if I, you know if what? I Period, now right? we're in the middle of a pandemic, so you can't go see these hosts because again, social distance, but it's like, you have to have backup options. You have to have, you have to have contingency plans and because a lot of these people out here aren't worth putting all your eggs in a basket for because they will disappoint you. They will, they will, they will. They will annoy you. They will aggravate you. And you and, and nine times out of ten, they're not worth the aggravation, the disappointment, the annoyance that you would get by trying to make that person inclusive. I'll try to cage. You can't try to cage these wild birds. You just let them run free. And you hope you have snacks. Because <laughs> once... once Boy, fuck you in the wild bird analogy. I ain't appreciate that. I didn't even think. I, I wasn't even trying to be funny. I was, I was trying to be real. <laughs> You're always trying to be fucking funny. I was, fuck you. Honestly, wild animals, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to be funny because you can't cage a wild a wild animal. You let that motherfucker run. And when that motherfucker tired, he'll let you know. Okay, Joe Exotic. Listen, Tiger King. Okay, listen, Joe Exotic. And you out here, Carol Baskins, killing niggas and <laughs> feeding them to the tigers. <laughs> asshole. Kilter husband. You asshole. So, but, but listen, you can't cage. You can't, listen, you cannot cage something that don't want to be caged. You just got to let that motherfucker go out, run free, fly free, and, and if you have snacks, that motherfucker will be back to eat snacks. Yeah, with an STD test, snack on, nigga. Moving on, friend. And I think um, the final topic before we get to the question of the mm-hmm. day, right? So I'm pretty sure, like yourself, you're finding a lot of times on your timeline that niggas are finding money and doing everything they shouldn't be with uh-huh. it. Like turning it into I'm the so, fucking I'm so dog. frustrated. And, my, and, and so what I try to do, I try to convince myself that every, every one nigga who turns it in, there's like three niggas who keep it. But I'm just like, I try to convince <laughs> myself to not get disappointed because I'm like, I've you know, I've been praying to my Jesus for a blessing. Listen, and, 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 and the good, the good, the good brother Future Hendrix said, but God is still blessing all trap niggas. So I just want, let mm-hmm. me. And maybe it's not the best idea to put it on wax, but let, if I find a bag full of money, niggas ain't going to know. <laughs> I found a bag full of money. Like, I'm, or put it like this if I find a bag of $100,000, I'll report it to the police that I found a bag of $50,000. <laughs> I found a bag of $1,500. Damn, someone left this. <laughs> And I'm turning someone left a two somebody left a two thousand in here. That's crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out here looking like the clumps, all of them from Nutty Professor, because I stuck all the money. <laughs> hey y'all, I found a bag of one hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna go turn this. Meanwhile, in. I'm out here looking like big. Please just understand. I'm out here you know like what's big crazy? Mama with all the rolls and shit because I got money in every orifice. Period. Period. Let me tell you something, Calvin. 
if I find if I find a million dollars right now, the word silent investor, because I'm gonna tell you this: the first thing I'm doing with the first like period, my first million, I'm clearing off my debt. I am clearing out all of my debt. I will start from zero. I'm going to write a check, a couple checks, to all my creditors. Go hand cash that out. I'm going to pick a boyfriend. I already know which boyfriend I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick a boyfriend. Quit your job, babe. I'll explain on the jet, but we got to go. Like, I need to get out of town for a couple of days. I need to clear my head. I need to get some head post-nut clarity so I can figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with a million dollars. Like, I've, the first two things, I'm booking a flight. I'm calling my boyfriend. Hey, quit your job. I need some help figuring out what the fuck to do with $2 million. And I'm out. We're gone for a week. And then I'm going to come back. And start making my moves. That's it. That's exactly how that's going to work out. You niggas are very loud and very honest. And honestly, you don't Cause, deserve... Because I can only imagine if I find a bag with like $200,000 and you give me a voucher for $1,500, i am shooting this bitch up. Everybody got that. And myself included. Period. I just know, again, I try to think, I try to prove to God that I'll be a, a good steward with his money so he can allow me to have some more of it. You know what I'm saying? So I try, like, look, God, I won't wild out. I won't go Floyd Mayweather. I won't. I just know I'm hiring an estate lawyer. If I if I win a lottery, if I win it, I'm hiring an estate lawyer, I'm hiring a tax lawyer. We're going fi- we gonna, we gonna to figure out how to pay as little money as possible on this bitch. And... And Period. then I'm not gonna tell no I'm not gonna tell nobody. But only person I might tell is is is, is my mama. <laughs> and that, I'm gonna be like, look, ma, we we ain't got you ain't got to work no more. That's the only thing was like, you ain't got to work no more. Don't worry, I got it. It's, it's, it's handled. It's taken care of. I'm keeping up all appearances like like a broke Period. nigga. I'm not gonna be because again, niggas come in the money start flashing on dumb shit. That's how you lose it because niggas know you got money. Now now you look like a lit. I ain't trying to look like a lit. I'm just going to all the I'm still going to dress the same way. You ain't going to know I got, I'm going to dress like the memes, like look at a hundred million dollars and not a Gucci belt in sight. Sure. Whatever. Fuck it. I just bought a jet. Suck my dick. Um, but like, I'm not going to tell you nigga. The first thing I'm doing, I am investing into this here podcast. I'm telling you nigga shit. I ain't telling you niggas. Why is everybody calling me back to back? I'm not understanding. I'm not telling you niggas shit about my uh, money. No. I'm showing up to cluck in in a mask. I'm investing into this here podcast. No. I'm gonna buy, buy a pandemic Listen, house. Listen, period. Houses on the on the market, dude. Pandemic house. <laughs> like I know you gotta sell this for three dollars, baby. I will give you five. What's up? <laughs> period. Um, friend, you ready to get into the question of the hey, day? I am, but niggas, <laughs> niggas ran. I don't think, I think niggas niggas ran from me. Niggas, niggas. You know what? Niggas, Loki ran from me. Listen, niggas. We can skip it. How about we just answer the question of the day today? Right, cool, cool. So, what? What? Okay. So, because in right. honor of the playlist I have dropping with ETC um, Columbus this week, the first part of a Toxic Traits playlist series. Yes, <sighs> etc. By Keys. Yeah, Shout out to you know what I'm saying. But, but ETC by Keys, like we 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 could, because niggas was hitting me up like, why don't you play this on title? I don't have title. If niggas want to give me a login to title, we can make it work. But I don't have title. So this is a. I have a login to title. We can work. This is a time. way to kind of, you know, make sure that my playlists are on all platforms, even even if I ain't got a download. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so the, the playlist is Toxic Tricks. You know, we're celebrating the future album release. So in honor of that, mm-hmm. what is one thing that 
people consider toxic that you think is perfectly fine? You want to answer that first? Situationships. I think that with the right, the first thing that comes to mind is situationships. Because all situationships are, is, is a actual relationship with two people who are not ready for commitment. But y'all two get along very well. And this person ends up being like your person, dog. Like, I think situationships are great for people who are just getting out of relationships, but you miss companionship. So you have somebody, like, you got a little bae, a little boo thing. You're not in a relationship, but y'all know what fucking time y'all are. Like, you know what fucking time it is, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You can do, still do, and go out and date other people, but this is home base. I think situationships work when people are actually honest, like, the, about wanting situation, wanting the attention of relationships without the responsibility. I think situationships are fucking perfect. Listen, and but as long as you, as long as you um, don't make me hit you with the, but you're not even my girl, though, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Because I'm good for My I'm second for one, that. nigga, we know. My second one absolutely has to be um, two single parent households. Now, hear me the fuck Wait, out. Wait, what, nigga? Because I, I hear it coming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yo, okay. make it make sense. All right, follow me. You say, and I'm not talking about single parent households where like one of the parents is, you know, doing more of the heavy lifting um, than the other one. Let me finish. Now, and especially I speak from a position of privilege because I grew up in a two parent household. Okay. So maybe parts of me don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. More parts of me do. Drag me in the comment section. So because for instance, the man that's nutting at me currently, I have no intentions on being in a relationship with. We just have a really great sexual chemistry. B, we have an understanding. Like we've already talked about this. If I were to become pregnant, I have no expectation that that's the reason that would catapult us into being in a relationship. I have no intentions on that ever happening. As a matter of fact, like I have incur actively encouraged him to get a girlfriend because it ain't me, right? But we both know that a I'm a I'm an amazing parent. He would be an amazing father. We both want more children, but if we wait on commitment, if we wait on, um, if we wait on like the, the cliche steps to, okay, you meet a guy, you fall in love, get married, have kids. The timeline for that, especially for me, cause I'm closer to 30 than he is. The timeline, the window of opportunity for that is short. You know what I mean? Especially if I'm putting children on my timeline. Right. So if me and this young man decide to have get in a relationship, I mean, excuse me, have a child together, or I just so happen to get pregnant, that means that our child would have two separate households. And it would be completely normal because that child would still be very well taken care of. His, the, his family, he would have an, a massive family on both sides of the track, and a, a supportive family on both sides, um, excuse me, both sides of the aisle. And they wouldn't miss anything except for two parents in the same home. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's a parent who would do the day-to-day shit. You know, a primary parent. I go through the day-to-day. You see your father. You know what I'm saying? When time and schedules permit, we make time and we figure out a schedule that makes this work. And we go from there. And I think that when you, because for me, I would rather have another baby than I would get married. I would, I would rather have another child than get married. And I don't think that I'm alone in that feeling. So... Having a two, you know, single parent household with somebody who also wants a baby, does not necessarily want a relationship with you. 
I think that's a, as long as both parents are putting in work and everything feels evenly divided to an extent or evenly divided as much as possible, I think it's not a terrible idea. I'm wild, huh? <laughs> it's not fair to ask me that because I have inside information that makes this whole thing extremely wild to me. But in general, it's a it's a solid theory. It's just the inside information I have, knowing I, the people involved. Nah, fam, I'm not rolling. But that's just, that's me. That's me, myself, I personally. Just know you have a you have a baby. So what's something? You have a baby by that nigga. You ain't gonna see me until yeah. he's seven. <laughs> so very <laughs> bad. Um. I'm weak. Anyway. Um, I mean, for me, I think one of the things that people, it's toxic, you know what I'm saying? I think it's one of the things that's like dating, talking to multiple people. I did this toxic nigga bingo shit and like, there's hella shit that I ain't think that was that bad that niggas claim toxic and it made me look worse than I feel like I am. Like, dating, talking to multiple people. I feel like, again, that's not, it's not toxic. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's life. We should normalize Listen, that. Actually. Like, you. Like, normalize. Then, you annoy me, and instead of me getting mad at you, I'm gonna go talk to somebody else for a minute until you stop tripping. You feel me? Like that's not toxic. That's normal. Um, another thing I would say, um, I would say ghosting. And the reason why I say ghosting is because sometimes the people who wronged you don't necessarily deserve an explanation or don't necessarily deserve a, a chance for closure, like. Thinking that you deserve closure is bullshit to me. You don't. Life is not that perfect. It's not that simple. You don't deserve anything. You is, is it nice? You know what, friend? I actually nice? agree with you. Sure, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Is it nice to get closure? Oh my god. Yeah, I just want closure. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. But you don't deserve that shit. Like if you if, if you got me fucked up, I can just leave, and I don't have to tell you why you got me fucked up. Just like you got me fucked up. You know what, friend? I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. I always, and I said this too. You have every right to leave my life if the circumstances that I'm living don't aren't conducive to you. Go. You don't owe me an explanation and your right to leave. It would be nice. Our sense of entitlement tells us that we deserve that, but we don't. The reality is that people have the right to leave your life under whatever circumstances they choose. Dog, you want to go? Go. I'm not stopping. I've had one. I've had coming back into my life. Stands. A little different. One night stands, or you know what I'm saying. We we after after a while, you know what I'm saying. Like you know. Ain't no word responded to a text on either side. Like, oh, wait, you, I don't, I'm not going to press you. Be like, oh, so you ain't going to text me back? Like, no, nah, nigga, do what you got to do, bro. Like, you do what you got to do, sis. Also, I'm not a fucking cornball. I'm a nigga. Real- like, <laughs> what do you mean? Are you going to text Fuck me back? Nigga. No. <laughs> bro, I have so You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I ain't going to press so much shit. So, like, response. I think, listen, if someone got you fucked up that bad, where you don't even feel like explaining yourself, you just out that bitch, it's whatever. Like, I'm not tripping on that. Like, if I, it's whatever. If I, if I have you fucked up bad, bad, put on this. In my current my current situation, if I do something where Shorty's just bad mad at me, but she just go Audi five thousand, I don't hear from her. I gotta eat that. I can't be mad at that. I will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I may not even know exactly what I did, but like whatever, I gotta eat that. Life life goes on, time goes on. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. Now would I, would I would I be confused? Yeah, but again, she don't owe me. She don't. No one owes you an explanation. That's what it is. No one owes you a fucking explanation. For shit, you're not entitled to an explanation. Right. You think you deserve one because you're entitled. You think you deserve one because you're a nice person. Okay, sure. Is it common courtesy? Whatever. Fuck it. But no one owes you an explanation for their actions. Right. I agree with you, friend. You want some? You want to end this on a positive note? You got any positive? <laughs> I'm positive. 
I'm, I'm asking. positively okay. sure you niggas are, you niggas need to stay social distancing. <laughs> I'm positively sure. Um, control control what you read. Control what you you take in from the media, from up outside sources, from your cousin who has a cousin who works in the Pentagon. Whatever bullshit that you like, <laughs> really manage what you take in, and that will help you manage what you put out. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you inhale bullshit, you're gonna exhale bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If you eat, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you are what you, you are what you intake, and that's that's not that's just not food. It's like life. So if you if you take in bullshit, you want to give out bullshit. So be be mindful of that. And also, y'all niggas ain't that fucking pressed to go outside and drink some overpriced margaritas. I see your dumbass. You're not at all. You know what, guys? Just be safe. Be healthy. Take care of your loved ones. That's it. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.